Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Ah, yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Hi, everybody. This is Susie Orman, and soon we'll be launching my new podcast, Women in Money. Don't you miss it. On the show, besides having a lot of fun, we're going to answer financial questions from listeners, and maybe, just maybe, we'll even put you on so we can have a chat. Wouldn't you just love to talk to me? So be sure to check out Women in Money on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the new Podcast One app. Hey, welcome to Dr. Drew Podcast. Uh, I have limited time with my guest, and he's one of my very, very favorites, and so I'm going to get right to him. Ryan Holiday, welcome, my friend. Thanks for having me. So we know Ryan from The Obstacle is the Way, uh, which is the book that my sons have read like a couple of times now. Thank you for that. Uh, Ego is the Enemy, Trust Me, I'm Lying, which is, again, you predicted everything that's going on in the media today. Did you ever imagine you have a president in there using the same techniques? No, I felt like I was pretty pessimistic with that book, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) I don't think I was even close. Can you, you, that it would not happen or would not? No, I mean, like, I thought things would get bad. I didn't necessarily predict it going in the sort of... uh, dystopian nightmare that we're currently living in sort of politically and culturally and not 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 just to make a statement about trump i just mean generally like trust in the media all-time low trust in politics all-time low but this was the beginning of that right yeah trust me online which is people putting bullshit out and and then creating it into their own narrative of reality even though it's based on bullshit well and uh i guess you would probably appreciate that uh You've talked about this, like, you know, we overprescribe antibiotics, right? And then it creates superbugs. Yep. My argument is is not that Trump is like this sort of media genius, although in some ways he is, but really he's just sort of a superbug <laughs> in that, like, he is designed to be completely immune to all of the sort of shame tactics of the media, uh, you know, minor bullshit scandal. Like, he, he just is apart from – he's like this – thing that the system can't understand so, so i want to i want to highlight your your metaphor okay so it's literally like when as antibiotics are over prescribed the bugs become more and more resistant to the antibiotic more yes. and more resilient more able to grow in spite of the antibiotics and more complete is the 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 bugs themselves look at the antibiotics doesn't do anything yeah. to them yeah and trump is the media version of that if media yeah. is the bacteria wait media is the antibiotic yes he is the he is the object of the media's whatever a- antibiosis yeah and out of it comes a super <laughs> it's fantastic yeah, because like what's one thing i've i've actually been, what's one thing he could say that would effectively end his presidency like i was thinking like maybe if he said the n-word like <laughs> just straight up said it like maybe but even then he'd probably be able to survive like so it's just a it's an incredible it's like a freak exam it's it's the system isn't designed to handle this well, so how, he runs what's your prediction on where it's going to go well i think the this actually ties into the conspiracy book yeah. because uh the that's same- what we're here to talk about and let me remind everyone that ryan is uh known for uh stoic philosophy and his life being 
affected by or Marcus Aurelius and a conversation he and I had over Epictetus many, many years ago. He was the marketing director at American Apparel and had to ride that whole different things. roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So get, get me back to this conspiracy oh, book. No, no, I wasn't even trying to make a segue. I'm just saying, like, uh, I think Trump is backed into with the Stormy Daniels controversy and I, I think I think you're actually starting to see him wear down under the war of attrition. You think? Or is I, it, is it I, I or is it just gonna be we're gonna be on to something else? I mean think about it. Three weeks ago what we were our hair was on fire about something and then three weeks before that it was something else. I can't remember what it was. But that that's why I think the Stormy Daniels controversy and who knows when people are listening to this I might sound terribly yeah, wrong. Yeah we but might the, be already gone. They might forget what you're talking about. But this one has had the most legs out of all the things. This is uh, almost two months old. It's because it's a porn star. Yeah, but it's the first going to the superbug thing he's always been bulletproof none of the treatments have worked this one seems to not be going it's not going away for him i think that's interesting so i i think eventually he gets bogged down there were many times when i've hung an antibiotic i thought it's working it's working yeah. working the bug eventually just goes nah, so maybe maybe thought so that's a good point I, I don't know i don't i don't see where it's going i don't see it going it uh this isn't going to end well. I mean, couldn't I, I? I kind of feel like podcasting may be a refuge from all this. Oh, media wise, certainly. Yeah, yeah, because this is. I mean, because it's long form. You can assess it. You can you can assess people's thinking. You can have a long form logical conversation. And and look, podcasts can't go viral. Like they're just supposed to be good. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not. You're not trying to have this sensational headline. You're not right. trying to bury the truth in any way. And. You know, people who disagree can sit down. Like two people disagreeing on a cable news show for uh, three minutes, like that's the worst of humanity. <laughs> but two two people who deeply disagree sitting down in the same room potentially and talking for an hour and a half. Yeah, it's the best. They're going to find some common ground. Well, uh, or forget what they find. The listener will yes. find something. So, yeah. now me- media wise, hopefully we're going and hopefully. It's gotten so bad that we might eventually go in a better direction. Because media in this country is a commercial enterprise, we must vote with our feet on that. Yeah. Oh, totally. Start finding other places. No, people should watch way less news, consume way less news, pay for the news they do consume. Pay for it? Like newspapers? Newspapers or magazines or books. Yeah. yeah. Like if you, uh, or a podcast, like you're actually subscribing to something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, if you're. Why why do you specify pay? Because then you have a then the person making it has a commercial obligation to the audience, mm. right? So like, uh, you it's get, not just trying to attract you; it's trying to deliver something to you. What and it specifically cares about you, yeah. right? So yeah. it's not like the Huffington Post, or and yeah. not to knock on them, but like any any article, they're like, we got to get a million people for this article, and then yeah. a million people for the next article. It's not we have an audience of one million people, and we need to treat them well, right? And it and it is all ultimately a a advertising model right yes. therefore they need all the eyes while if it's a subscription model you just need a s- small number that you treat properly and stick with you well and think about it. let's say i say something that's totally incorrect in this podcast yeah, yeah. the next podcast well first off you can correct it like you could anywhere but in the next podcast you would go my guest misspoke he said this and you're you're talking to a significant chunk of the same amount of people yeah right uh th- that's what the subscription relationship creates do you do a podcast yet I don't. You going to? No, I'm going to just write books. Okay, books yeah. are your, your thing. So, yeah. latest is conspiracy. Let's talk about it. Okay. So, it is about the how Gawker is taken down by Hulk Hogan. That's the sort of the, the that's sort of the 
That's the that's what we thought happened. That's the caption. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. We yeah. we and I like everyone else. You know, we follow these news events, and I remember watching your show where you yeah. were covering the trial. Uh-huh. So it's like everyone in the media is covering this series of events, and they think one thing is happening, and in fact, a totally different thing is happening in the shadows. Um, and it that that this entire series of events is being masterminded by the billionaire Peter Thiel who's put all of it into motion because 10 years previously he had been outed as gay by this same website. I mean, it's like, that's the plot of The Count of Monte Cristo. That's essentially the plot of The Count of Monte Cristo, Is that right? true? I didn't well, know no, that. The, pl- the plot of The Count of Monte Cristo is that this guy gets screwed over by someone and he uh, is sent to a prison, and there in the prison he meets a, a rich uh, a rich man, yeah, he becomes rich, and then uh, returns uh, and exacts his revenge in brilliant, uh, sort of almost sadistic fashion. Uh, and here, you know, Teal is a wealthy individual in 2007 when he's outed, but between 2007 and 2016, when, when he funds Facebook, he he well, he'd already funded them, but Facebook goes public yeah. and makes him a billionaire. Yeah. Then he founds another company. <laughs> Called Palantir, which is now conservatively worth about twenty billion dollars, and he's the majority. Where's he putting his money now? And if we help yeah, out, <laughs> yeah, he and 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 also invests in Airbnb and yeah. you know SpaceX and Tesla and all these. You know, he so he just makes more money than God, and he says, "Well, I'm going to do something about this." And this is not right. I want to do something. Yeah, and and that I'm the only person that could do something about it. Is he? he, he you go to great lengths to talk about how conspiracies come together and are yeah. slow and are. Develop over time. It, so many things are that way. You know yes. what I mean. And and by the same token, uh, when you watch the Hulk Hogan story evolve on the news, we all thought Hulk Hogan fu- used his fortune, which yeah. you, I now found out reading your book ain't, ain't there really. Yeah. Well, now it is. Now it's back. Sure, uh, his fortune to go after these people, and we were championing him as the guy to have done so because finally someone's you know David's taken on Goliath. Yeah. Well, no. There's- so who cares who funds it? Well, uh, you know, I, there's the scene in The Great Gatsby that I talk about in the intro of the book where he meets Mayor Wolfsheim, who fixes the 1919 World Series. And and the, Nick Carraway in The Great Gatsby goes, oh, like, I didn't know that someone did this. I thought this just happened. Right. And so we kind of think that things just happen, right? right? We just assumed, oh, Hulk Hogan, he's doing this. He's yeah. rich. But the truth is, there's no way that even – an extremely successful celebrity could spend ten million dollars just without him, without worrying about it. Yeah, he to, didn't. He had to be able to not think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, so it was really teal, and, and maybe be able to put more down if necessary. And yeah, completely. And that was what. Well, and he essentially risks his entire career because at the end of it, you know, he's been out at he said these racist things, and he gets kicked out of the Wrestling Hall of Fame. So at the end of it, like he has to win. Or it's all over for him. It's, so, it's a, yeah, it's a it's a so, end game for him. So there's no way he could Hulk, have legitimately Hulk, done this. Yeah. yeah, and and so we we sort of just don't understand how things work. And one of Teal's insights was, oh, the reason this media outlet behaves the way that it behaves is that they sort of done the game theory and they said people will never challenge us. Like what we're doing, there might be in a legal gray area, but it that's that's only. Uh, that that doesn't matter because no one will effectively ever challenge on us on this because it's too expensive and too risky. It, it's too expensive, and I think you even gave the old quote in the book about people who spill ink by the gallon or whatever. What's the quote? You never go to war with people who buy ink by the barrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
or never get in a media war with someone who buys in by the barrel. Right, because they'll yeah. just cover you with what it was you were going after in the first place. Yeah, I mean, a normal, rational person, like an, an ordinary person, if, uh, if you or I, if Cocker had said something about us and we said, oh, that's like textbook defamation, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get them for that, or that's yeah. textbook invasion of privacy. After a couple million dollars, like even if you had it laying around, you'd be like, I'm gonna. This is this isn't worth go, like your 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 reason kicks in and you go. I don't want to do this for ten years. This Not is only crazy. that, what I was noticing in the book is that that I, another part of something you don't think about when you're watching it, just the end end game in court, uh, is that there's so much legal maneuvering that can go on. Yes, that it is much. To, it reminded me of like a land battle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's hard to predict what the next move is going to be, but when it comes, you're going to have to respond. You better respond right or it's going to mess up. You're yeah. going to get flanked and then it's over. Yeah. And it can easily just happen through just the legal maneuvering. Oh, I, And that's I, yeah, all totally. money being spent. Yeah. I mean if you think about it, it's like so they finally get to trial. That was probably – like in a weird way, the trial is the shortest part of it. I know. I get that. two weeks. Yeah. And you were like two, four, three years or something. Basically, like four yeah. years, yeah. and and yeah. So this would be hundreds of motions. Losing any one of those motions might end, or might dramatically impact what your potential verdict at. And the you trial had a few. Is. He they had a few of those. There's one motion. It's not actually. It doesn't actually make that big of a it difference like in it the did, verdict. If I remember. No, no. I'm just saying. There's this one set of motions. It was uh, when the racist comments from Hogan leak. There's a set of motions to determine who leaked it. It ends up being spun off into a second trial, which hmm. is a second uh, lawsuit, which is still ongoing. But is, this is, w- is Teal. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, got uh, Hogan, it, they call it the Balaic Two case, and basically he's now going after the people who recorded. Uh, or who who leaked, who stole the tape, leaked it, wow. and then who leaked the second set of comments. Um, but but just litigating who may have been responsible for that that set of motions was, I think, like four hundred ninety eight thousand dollars, or, or some incredible amount. Um, this so, is why rich people get better results from the legal system. Well, yeah, that Teal, you know, Teal. I guess only Teal could say this, but he said, you know. Hogan was only a single-digit millionaire and therefore could have never afforded to do this on his own. And he probably couldn't have gotten a lawyer to represent him to begin with because uh, who would take this case on? And uh, you point out, as in many conspiracies, serendipity plays a huge role. Sure. And if I felt like one of your points was one of the biggest areas of serendipity, the most important area is the the persona, the personalities that fill the roles of the, the key players. Yeah, I mean, most criminal conspiracies fall apart because there's a falling out between the people. One of them turns on the other, the other one turns out to be too bossy, you know, or one has ulterior motives. Yeah, I mean, just just imagine keeping four for four years or five years, which is like the core element of the conspiracy, that, that basically they decided to start really working on this in 2011 and it goes to trial in 2016. Just imagine keeping that group of people just on the same page in terms of not telling anyone about it. Right. That alone is like incredibly difficult. Yeah. Let alone the disagreements that would happen, that, you know, diverging interests, all like that, that Teal was able to sort of shepherd this thing through with no public validation for so long. Like everyone in the media was convinced that Hogan would lose this case. Yeah. And so to be able to. Yeah. Right. If they weren't, they wouldn't have proceeded. But yeah, like just to, I think if if anything is impressive here, it's just like that he, he had this sort of inner fortitude to like 
proceed. I wonder why it hasn't had more repercussions in the media. I thought it was really going to change the kind of timber of what's going on out there, but it's still as horrible as ever. Yeah, I mean, the Maybe media worse. The media was really upset. They, you know, they, they believe well, a lot of reporters have written about this, that it's created this chilling effect that people are afraid to Good. speak truth to power. Speak truth. Yeah, I mean, on the they, one hand, they never yeah, you spoke should, truth to power. They, they gave their own narrative to power. You, you should think about your story before you publish it. Like you should make yes. sure that you're not, you know, there's not some gaping hole in what you're doing. And then if you're, if there isn't, you should proceed. Um, but I think one of the reasons it hasn't had a huge impact is that the vast majority of the media doesn't run illegally recorded sex tapes with celebrities. <laughs> so you know what I mean. The like yeah. precedent is actually somewhat is more limited than the sort of. Uh, histrionic people freaking out about it when Teal's You mean the, he really went to extraordinary place? He, he went to extraordinary lengths in an extraordinary situation. No, but he ended up by, by buying and publishing that tape. Yes. He, he crossed a line that really, really was a, a red line of, sort of, of sorts. Yes, yeah. The, the Atlantic isn't vulnerable to similar, right. <laughs> right. similar uh, right. lawsuits because they don't do that. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and nobody think, does it. That, that, and that's only they would do it. That's what you sort of point out in the book. And, and I actually – this is something I don't think Teal gets enough credit for is that I think he chose this case for that reason. I right. think he was – I think – I don't think his purpose was to destroy the First Amendment. I think he – No. He was trying to destroy someone who was abusing the First Amendment the, the, in that He was faith. yelling fire in a crowded theater. The First Amendment has limits. Yeah. And it's just it, – I'm, you must have interviewed that attorney, the, the first Charles attorney. Carter? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he seemed to me – I bet he was having fun in the beginning. Like when he was yeah. – he'd show up and they're like, who are you? Where did you come from? Guy from California? What the yeah, hell? Yeah, the press conference? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think he did. And I mean his rise has been incredible. I mean they sort of plucked this attorney from uh, you know Hollywood uh, – I think I talked. A, to, I think I, I spoke to him on HLN. Oh, really? I think I did. Yeah, yeah I, I, I spoke to one of the attorneys. I, I, so they sort of plucked this guy, not out of a complete obscurity, but just he's a, a lawyer who dealt with somewhat routine celebrity matters, and then you know now he's Donald Trump's lawyer. Right like, now, yeah, that's yeah. him. Yeah, he's he's uh, uh, Hogan's or sorry, uh, Trump's lawyer in the Stormy Daniels case, the one that was just put in like today. Yeah, and then he's also uh, he also represented the first lady in a defamation case, which she won when the Daily Mail uh, attempted to imply that she was a prostitute, which there was no evidence for, and that's that's not like saying, oh, you're an idiot. This is a statement of fact. So, so this isn't Cohen, right? Cohen. No, no. Cohen was the lawyer who brokers the deal somewhat. Uh, I see. He was only got the stupidly. deal going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now uh, Harder is attempting to. Got it. Got it. Got it. Oh, that's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It the whole the whole thing is the whole thing is just insane. Like you could not have made any of this up, <laughs> right? You wouldn't. You wouldn't. You don't, we don't have the creative horsepower to do it. Yeah. If if you did, someone would be like, ah, that's too that's much. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and all the stuff with Bubba and. And it still goes on on the Stern Show. I think many of you have seen 310 Nutrition about. This is those great shakes, and they're an inspiration. They're a brand you can trust. They have a purpose to build community. That really makes them different, uh, and the products match their commitment to the community. It's a brand focused on clean eating and caring. It's led by a purpose-driven CEO. Join the community on Facebook. It's totally free. We're 200,000 people are supporting each other and learning about clean eating, nutrition, well-being, and a healthy lifestyle. That is at facebook.com slash groups slash 310 community. And they're having a crazy sale going on right now. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code DREW, D-R-E-W, for free shipping 
on these great tasting shakes and supplements. And when you sign up for that deal, please choose between once a day for weight maintenance and twice a day for weight loss. Don't forget now, 310nutrition.com has a big sale going on. Use the code DURU, D-R-E-W, get free shipping. And I think you'd be happy with these guys. They, they seem to have their head in the right place. It's about clean eating, it's about health, and it's about community. And how can you go wrong with that? That is 310nutrition, 310nutrition.com, code DREW, D-R-E-W. Hey, I want to tell you about our friends at Ring. You know these guys. Their mission is to make neighborhoods safer. And today, over a million people use their amazing Ring video doorbell to help protect their homes. I have Ring. Corolla has Ring. They have this crazy system that is activated that will take pictures and video of people moving and shine a light on them. It's, it's fantastic technology. And they know home security begins at the front door, but it doesn't end there. As I said, they're extending their level of security to the rest of the home with the floodlight cam. That's what I was talking about, that floodlight cam. It is amazing. Just like Ring's amazing doorbell, the floodlight cam is a motion-activated camera that connects right to your phone with HD video, two-way audio that lets you know the moment anyone steps on your property. You get it? It's sitting there, and some movement comes along. Boom, the light turns on, the video is activated, and you get it on your phone. And then you can see and speak to visitors and even set off an alarm right from your phone if you want. And save up to $150 off the Ring security kit when you go to ring.com slash Drew. That's just ring, R-A-N-G, dot com slash D-R-E-W, ring.com slash Drew. Don't do anything else. This is what you want to do. I'm telling you, this is a great product. I love it. We have it. You're going to be happy, I promise. Ring.com slash Drew. BlindsGalore.com, the first place for you to buy custom window treatments online, and they know what they're doing. We use them. Corolla uses them. I mean, we are very much behind these guys because of how great they are. They are not your average window treatment box done up on a shelf somewhere. Everything Blinds Galore does is 100% custom, hand-built from scratch, and created to your precise specifications just for you. And they'll help you all the way along. This is the part I love. They want you to be completely satisfied. It's more than just blind sales at a hardware store. These are experts. And from start to finish, measuring, picking out the perfect covering, installing, their experts will be there to guide you every step of the way, either online or over the phone. Whatever you want, they are there for you. And Blinds Galore will even set up free samples and free shipping on top of the free expertise. So there's no way you can't be happy when it's all done. You will be. We are at our house. Corolla is at the Corolla Empire. Not only will your new window coverings fit perfectly, but they will look like they belong in your home. BlindsGalore.com makes it easy to get the designer blinds and shades you've always wanted without the designer price. Go see what BlindsGalore.com can do for your windows and let them know I sent you. That is BlindsGalore.com. So did I tell you that I did Bubba's lo- Bubba the Love Sponge, which is his legal name? I did his radio show two days I, ago. I've known Bubba for... 20 years, probably. So what did you think of all that? The Bubba stuff? Yeah. I, I don't know what to make of it. I, yeah. I, I just, you know, nuts is what I make yeah. of it. It's so nutty. So, you know, he, he, you know, what did he know that it was being recorded? Well, is he that, knew. That what, yeah. Yeah. Of yeah. course he knew. Right. Because, yeah, it was his I, I, don't, I don't know what's he alleging now. I can't, I can't well, keep track of what he's alleging one day or the next. Well, I mean, what, what's fascinating about Bubba is that, so he records this. And it it actually comes up in his divorce, like which of the two get the tapes, right? He gets the tapes. He locks – this is the Hogan tape. He locks them in a drawer in his desk at his office. And then uh, I know the name. I try not to – I don't say the name because the, he, he was never tried for this, but I uh, tried and convicted for it. But essentially, a rival DJ at the station, a former employee, steals the tapes and then leaks them one in an attempt to make some money from Hogan, but 
two, mostly to embarrass his competitor. So the oh. idea that this entire series of events that end and, up with and did the, these two used to work together? Yeah. And so this entire series of events, which bankrupt a media, Do we know outlet, that actually happened. Yes, for yes. sure. That's what happened. Okay. Yes. Okay. And and so because I think the other guy was denying it a little bit or something. It was very weird. I mean, he admi- he admits uh, he admits doing a, a good chunk of it in the police report. Okay. But right. uh, and this is why. But I'm not saying his name for, for okay. this reason. But this entire series of events, which bankrupts the media outlets, involves a billionaire, uh, the First Amendment. Then somehow the president of the United States is all put into motion because uh, two DJs fighting over like who gets the morning <laughs> in slot Florida, in Tampa. Florida. Yeah, <laughs> it's so crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and so the the other part that I was found a little mysterious was that big sting operation that, yes. that Hulk is involved with. Yes. Describe that a little bit and and then why it disappeared. That and Does that was something that I yet? talked to Bubba yeah. about. Uh, so uh, the the the. What happens is the tapes. The tapes are run on Gawker for a reason. Well, let's right? explain to people. Uh, Hulk Hogan's life goes bad, very, yes. very bad. He ends his, up having sex with his best friend's wife, who is Bubba Bubba's, Bubba's wife. wife, who has been saying she wants to do this forever. He's sort of vulnerable. They say do it. Bubba's, you know, wants him to. I don't know. It's a cuckolding thing yeah. or whatever. I don't know. And lo and behold, they secretly were recording the whole thing. And it was a series of encounters. They have a, a number of encounters, yeah. yes. And, and during that, he's um, illiberal in his use of speech, let's yes. say. Yes, he's no, like, he uses the li- N-word repeatedly oh in, in, in his bedroom. It's too much. Yeah. So so the, the short of it is there is this tape of, uh, of the encounters. Yeah. And that uh, encounter begins to sort of make rumors you, of it. Let me just point out. You must read this book. I, I it, as the even the reviewer of the New York Review book said it's a page turner. Okay. I read yes. the whole thing in like a couple of days, and um, and I still don't understand the New York Review books review. It was the most bizarre review. It was an ad hominem attack. But no, I don't think it was an attack. I think he liked me. It, it, it if he did, it was obscured by weird. Right, weird, sort of oblique, like cuts. He's some kid that ran American Apparel. We know what that was. It's like, well, and he claims he's a stark philosopher. I don't know why, but anyway, right? Isn't that sort of the the, the I'll tone? Take it. I'll take it. It was, well, it was, it was, nice it was not. A, it was certainly it. not a scathing. And yes. he, he couldn't. He, it seemed like he liked it. He yeah. liked it, Yes. So okay. So there's this tape. Rumors of the tape begin to make their way through the media. Uh, stills of it make their way on one blog, and then stunningly, Gawker gets the tape, and they unthinkingly run it. They uh, run other it. people had had the tape, they just wouldn't run it. Yeah, so yeah. Gawker runs a, a minute and 41 seconds of this tape. <clears throat> they they were not aware of, or they did not care to stop and think why they got the tape. And they got the tape, was the reason they got the tape was because uh, the person who'd stolen it and the lawyer he was worth, working with, uh, who, who also would go on to represent Stormy Daniels, knew that if they would get, if they could get the tape they could get wait, wait the a tape this, out. That, I don't think we knew this until just now. The guy that we see on TV, Affa gave. Well, Affa. No, no, no. That's their lawyer now. The one who brokers. Oh, that the, guy. Who goes to Trump and says, pay us okay. or we'll go public. That's the guy. That's, that's doing guy. what now? What's he doing? He's the one who's who's facilitating with his client the leaking and then the negotiation of the see, sales. That thing. whole world is a very shady world. And it's got everyone freaked out. The Stormy Daniels deal. Yes. My understanding is those things are quite routine. Yes. And, well, and, he and, make, this is his business. He, I, the, and people don't understand that people with money do stuff like that all the time. Yes. Now, I don't like it. We may not like it. 
it's not okay, it's not ethical, it's not whatever, but it goes on all, all the time, apparently. Yeah, I mean, look, just because you have an affair with someone doesn't entitle them to $130,000. You know what I mean? Like, you, you don't want the president to be having affairs because then people can blackmail him, but the people blackmailing him are not good people. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, Stormy Daniels wasn't a victim. Like, she had sex with someone, and then she... And now she's blackmailing him. And then she it's, essentially it's blackmailed It's extortion now. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, Why don't people tell that story? I don't know. It's very strange, because because they want to use it as a weapon to get at Trump. Well, But they see it as him... It, it, we hate cover-ups. Yes. And they see it as him being involved in a cover-up, even though... What is, if his wife was okay with it? We don't know. We don't, but, but he was involved in a cover-up, but... Only in the sense that he hired a guy to take care of these things whenever they occur. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm sure that's what the arrangement was. Yeah. Like when, hey, hey I had sex with Daniel last night. Do what you do. Yeah. Whatever it is, I don't want to know about it. Yeah. I mean, uh, did you see the story about the the guy who ran ESPN who had to quit ESPN because he had a drug problem? But it, it wasn't that the drug problem was interfering with his work. It's that he bought drugs from the wrong person and that person – was going to extort him about it, so he had to quit. Oh so it's God. like, look, obviously you don't want the guy running the ESPN to be doing coke, but the drug dealer who's extorting him for doing coke is not like a hero. <laughs> right? Uh, and so, Why don't we tell – that's your new – that's the tr- next trust I me, should. I'm lying, which is flip all those narratives that the press loves because it's somebody in a position of authority being taken down as though that's always good. Yes. So Th- the- That's the new thing, and the, I, I've been giving my journalist friends crap about that. It's like – why is it always somebody who is successful or in a position of authority has worked their whole life, run a business, whatever, is a scoundrel? Yeah. Why, why is that necessarily so? Might be the, might be the most angelic person you, you've ever heard of, and you somebody takes them down in, in a stupid mistake they make. That's not yeah. okay. Well, and so in this case, they leak the Hogan sex tape to Gawker, they say, as a shot across the bow. Basically, getting the tapes into the public view then makes them more vo- more valuable in the negotiation. So it's like, hey, I'm going to leak a, a, one of the three tapes. Yeah. Then I'm going to call Hogan and say, look, you want to buy the other two from me. Yeah. And so that's what they do. But Hogan calls the FBI. The FBI, uh, they, they negotiate a dummy agreement to do them. Uh, Davidson, the lawyer, uh, the a representative of the person but, but stole the wasn't, tape. Wasn't he already involved with the conspiracy guys by that point? Uh, yes, they, yes. They've already so, filed the Gawker lawsuit. You, okay. So, and what was the original guy's name? The very original, the first guy that David Houston. Houston. David Houston is Hogan's lawyer. And then Hogan. No, no, no. I mean, the first, the first conspirator the te- that oh, Teal got involved with. Mr. A. Oh, we don't even know who he is. Yes. That's why I'm confused yeah. about yeah. it. That's right. Sorry, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so probably just confusing everyone listening. Well, no, no, and his personality does not come clear in the book. That's why I'm a little confused about him too, okay. which is good. Well done. Uh, you've, hidden this, yeah. you've hidden everything yeah. about him. Uh, I don't really understand why he wanted to do it in the first place, really. I, I, he saw it. So, so to back up, so Teal is the billionaire. He wants to do something about Gawker. He's pitched by this basically 26-year-old, look, I want to be the guy that takes care of why this for he, you. I think he saw it as a life-changing opportunity. I, I think I would love to hear a more in-depth interview with that guy. Yeah, that's, he's fascinating. That, that's an that's a empty set for me. I don't quite get the motivation. Well, I, th- I think that— How did he find it? How did he see it? How did he know it? Yeah. How did he feel when they were getting setbacks? And how did he know to forge on? There's so many things about him instinctively I'd like to know. Yeah, yeah. You know, but— I can, I can answer some of them. But so, to the sting. So there's the sting. This now the back FBI, to the tapes. The, the FBI, FBI is I, in well, the hotel. The reason I brought him up was— yeah. 
I bet they must have had an because it doesn't seem natural for Hogan to just call the FBI. Yes, I think the conspirators must yes. have helped him make that choice. Yes. So, yeah. anyways, the FBI observes this. They they do the exchange. It's a dummy exchange. They give him a fake check. They get the tapes. The FBI kicks down the door, and then no charges are filed. Yeah, it's weird. Um, what, by the way, so Trump hates the FBI for not good reasons, but this would be a good reason if the FBI had prosecuted this guy in this hotel room after they arrested him in this hotel room or took him into custody in this hotel room, he never would have been able to negotiate the Stormy Daniels thing. Isn't that crazy? Yes. That was the same attorney? Yeah. So he would have been taken down there and disbarred, essentially. Yeah. And he never would have been involved with Stormy Daniels. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And— but so we don't we don't know did, did why the FBI neither, do something weird or horrible in this. They, neither neither the FBI or the Tampa police end up uh, pressing charges. Why? I don't have a good answer to that question. I I think it's it's one of the big mysteries that this whole series of events. The real bad actors. I mean, Bubba is a bad actor in that he films the tape without Hogan's knowledge. But then the people who steal it and publish it uh, and set all this into motion, they are the only ones that have basically emerged. Un, untouched. And they're, they're the only ones that have dealt with no consequences for what. And they're the ones that, with Gawker, really, really did horrible yeah. things. And and look, the media runs stolen things all the time. I think often for legitimate reasons. So it is. I I do think Gawker did something wrong here. But Gawker was not the one who broke into someone's desk and stole their right. most private footage and then leaked it for personal gain. Right. So it, it is a strange twist that basically the. Of all the bad actors, the worst actors emerged with the least consequences. But they were specifically sort of reprieved in this moment yeah. where, where they don't go forward with this thing where they had them dead to nuts. Yeah. I mean, they have them on tape explaining how they leaked yeah. it to Gawker, explaining how they do this for a living, you know, all that. And, and poor Hulk Hogan has to sit through that with a wire freaking out. You know, yeah. There were guns and stuff in the room, weren't there or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and just imagine what that would do to your faith in the justice system. I mean, yeah. you're like, that, that is how the, the system just flat out didn't work. How, how Who got him through that? Mr. A? Uh, I think D- David Houston, who was his attorney, was sort of his close friend. And yeah. then also he's since remarried. And I think his wife oh, that's right. you did put is, that in the book too. is a yeah. much more balanced, it's supportive, supportive, sort of not interested in celebrity kind of person. Yeah. It's and a, he's a very religious person, which I was surprised to find Hulk out. Hulk is. Yeah. And, and has he collected all that money? Uh, so the settlement after the verdict, they settle for about $30 million. It was 190 or something, wasn't it? It was 140. And what do you mean settle? So they, they settle. They settle. Well, they settle because they could have never paid $140 million, And the idea was, look, let's settle this um, rather than eat it all up with legal fees as we fight I over, the, over the body. Does Gawker exist still? So Ga- what happened was Gawker Media sells to Univision. So all, they had a, they have Jezebel, they have all these, all the sites except for Gawker sell to Univision, which has continued to publish them. And then Gawker sort of left floating. And now the bankruptcy estate is deciding what to do with the domain name Gawker. Peter's trying to buy it. Uh, some former Gawker writers are trying to buy it. Um, some alt-right Figures have tried to buy it. Weird. And Univision um, is the Hispanic station, the Mexican station. Yeah, but they they, they have a big sort of online media empire portfolio, portfolio. Of, of non-Hispanic media things. I see. Okay. 
wow. Isn't that incredible? Yes, it's incredible. I, I, the whole time I was like, I, it, there was a lot of disbelief as I w- flipped through the pages. I think what, what I was so... N- like, not unwilling to believe, but like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe this didn't go forward. I can't believe that they kept going in the face of all this. I can't believe Hulk Hogan didn't... He almost killed himself at one point in this, right? Uh-huh. A couple times. Yeah. I mean, to me, like, it's weird, though. If you changed all the dates and places on this, so it happened in the late 1800s, early 1900s, (laughs) you'd be like, yep, that's what people did back then. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we used to do crazier. Like, if you told me Rockefeller or Vanderbilt did something like this, you'd be like, that's what they do. Yeah, right. And so I think what what I Wow, that's an interesting observation. You didn't put that in the book. That's an interesting observation. Yeah, I mean, what I liked about it, I think why I wanted to write about it is that like why don't things like that happen anymore? And isn't it kind of, not that you want lots of conspiracies to be happening all the time, but it is kind of sad that people have lost power to do things or the, the will to do crazy things. But crazy things that push back in ways that need that need to be pushed back. Yeah, or at least that they felt like my my ultimate take on the book was I'm not saying that this was the right thing to teal for teal to do, although I I, I have so. some sympathy to it. I, I think so, but 100%. he thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah, and so more people should do what they think is the right thing to do. You don't say that quite that explicitly in the book. You you leave open the question: Would the world yeah. be a better place if people could do that more? Well, because the unintended consequences of what happened were also very high, right? I mean, like if you think about it, he. He doesn't like Gawker because they violate his privacy. This is Teal. Yeah, Teal. So and, he goes, and do it in a, in a horrible way. Yeah, but so he goes on this quest and then ends up being much more famous as a result, right? Oh, well, that's one of his side effects, right? He yeah. wasn't interested in being famous. He just wanted justice. Yeah, or, or you know, he seeks to shut down this cyber bully. Did he cooperate with this book? Yeah, he, well, he let me interview him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he gets, uh, he, he seeks to end cyberbullying and then we end up with sort of a Trump in the White House, and then also the alt-right and the sort of radicalization of, of Everybody. The, what we call now the dirtbag left. Yeah. You know, so, so it's like, it's, I don't, on the one hand, I, I don't think Gawker was this force for good in the world. But on the other hand, like, I don't think the world's like an amazing place right now because of what happened. Do you know what I mean? It's, no, it's complicated. Right. But, but maybe it's the beginning of a move, of a direction. And, and you, you point out very clearly in the book the the insolence, the arrogance, the hubris, and the I, I don't know quite have a word for it, but the the ill intent. The yeah, in, it's like bad faith. They were just like acting in bad faith. And I mean, they really bad faith. Like yeah. like like I was I was harmed by I, I thought these people should not have be in a position where they can aim at other people because they intend to harm and they have no they enjoy it. Yeah, and and uh and it was like a, a state of deliberate lack of self-awareness. Like, let's not think about the people on the other side of what we're doing. Well, and, and the hubris is what kills me. And, and some of the depositions of the journalist were sort of wonderful examples of that. Well, I remember, I remember you sort of famously going off uh, on AJ uh, Delary, who's the one who runs the Hulk Hogan story. I remember when. So, for people who I haven't seen the this. deposition, he says uh, they ask him in the deposition in 2013. So he doesn't even know. Yeah, he doesn't think this case is ever going to trial. This deposition doesn't matter. They say, "Look, is there a celebrity sex tape you would not run?" And he says, "Oh yeah, uh, of a child." Right. 
And they go, how old? And he says, I don't know, four? And he jokes about it again. He's basically thinks, he's like, fuck you. This doesn't matter. I don't have to take this seriously. And so that's what he says. And when this this isn't made public, although it's in the filings, this isn't made Somehow public. Somehow I got it at HLN. I remember You got it because it, yeah. they run the tape of it during the trial. Oh, okay. And, and so he takes an enormous amount of heat for it. It's like he's getting raked over the coals for a joke he made in a deposition three years previous. And, and I don't think he ever would have actually run a sex tape of a child. He's just not taking this thing seriously. But – you know, his I, whole life gets turned upside down. What's interesting is he's now in recovery. He has a okay. kid. He's turned his whole life around. But you understand something. So he was an addict at the time. Yeah. It's possible he could have done something like that. Addiction makes people get, behave in ways that they would never otherwise behave. So this is a good thing for him. He need, he needed to come crashing into the wall. Well, that's the, that is the interesting thing is like, you know, Peter saw himself as the hero of this thing. And then coming out the other side, the people who are probably most improved by what happened good. are the people who What's did wrong? the bad things. What's wrong with that? I no, don't I don't think it's the bad. See, I think it's interesting. To me, that, that people feel so, – there's a weird – because of this narcissistic turn in our culture, people see everybody as all good or all bad yes. all the time. Yes. And my thing is like, – like I had a stalker who was threatening horrible things and make my life miserable – Meth addict, psychotic, and they got him treatment. I'm like, fine. Get yeah. the guy get better. I don't, sure. I don't care. He gets, gets better, and I know people can get better. They, people – our whole country needs a dose of this. They need to come crashing into the wall so we can come out the other side. No, I think your point of – we that we want to make things really simple and binary, all good, Because we're all narcissists bad. and because that's all all black, all white, all good, all bad. And look, he was doing horrible stuff. He's a drug addict. His brain wasn't working right. It hit him in the face. He gets recovery. Good. That's a good thing. It doesn't doesn't take away what he did. Sure. He needs to do his right. recovery no, every day because of that. Yeah. yeah. And, but good. It's a great thing. Yeah. No. And, people and can I think, change. I think even Peter. It's like people are like. Uh, so he gets outed. But so so part of this was revenge. Part of it, I think, was a a, a very real ideological and sort of cultural critique. Part of it of was Peter pro- for being closeted. No, no. I think Pete, why was Peter was so motivated? So no. he's on the one hand they out him. He's like, "You hurt me. I'm going to hurt you." But, but to be fair, I, I mean, you could argue that the motivation to out him was oh, it was very mean spirited. But no, you could argue that it was, "Hey, man, you don't. This is for your own good. Yes. It's mean spirited, but yes. you, this is ridiculous. You're not yes. helping yourself. You're not helping anybody else. You're maintaining a status quo that is no good, and it makes me. I, it violates my sensibilities to see you maintaining that closetedness. I think that was but, their argument. Yeah, but. It's not their business. Well, it's not of their course. Business. But, and, but and that's the part that's such a mess right today. Everyone thinks everything is everybody's business. Sure. But but I think, you know, people are like, what was Teal's motivation? And I think it's on the one hand, they hurt him and he was motivated by a very sort of primal desire to hurt them back. I also think he said, this is no one's business. Someone shouldn't be allowed to do this to someone, that this is bad for the world that, well, that people he are able seemed to like, do that. He seemed more of like largesse. There and seemed like more of a largesse was, to everything he was doing. So I, I want to believe he was not just motivated as tit for tat, but this shouldn't happen to anybody, and I'm going to make sure it doesn't. But there's that, and there's the fact that as a billionaire, a media outlet that regularly publishes rumors about you is really bad for business, right? And so it's, but people want it to be one of those reasons. And, and he the was, truth and is, you, it's you, all of them. And you made a point that he was doing business in the Middle East where being gay there was not a good thing. And so there was a, there was a real legitimate business concern. There's just a number of concerns and he's motivated by all of them. And then he does what he does. And the, I think people, yeah, people want to simplify things to such a level rather yeah. than just kind of letting things hang there and thinking about them. 
Well, here's some terms you might not be familiar with if you're looking to buy a car like MSRP. You might not know what it stands for, but what does it really mean? Same thing goes for things like invoice or list vice or dealer price. It confuses you, and it's all meant there to obscure the real price. So what you want is that actual price. Now introducing from True Car, True Price. You will know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you get to the dealership. It's True Car, so you'll see that scattergram. You'll see what others paid for the car that you want, whether it's new or used. That's right. You'll see the – and you'll do it all the comfort of your own home. And once you lock in that price, it's a true price – for an actual vehicle on one of the True Car certified dealers' lot, you know there actually will be a car there. And because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car, you will have a great deal of trust and you will have confidence and you'll have an easier buyer experience overall. Your certified dealers know this, so they set the true price competitively so they can win your business. They want to go after it. So they're competing as well, so you get the true price. From True Car, you know it's competitive because the True Car dealers want your business and you've seen what other have paid and all the fees and accessories, everything's included. It's a true price. So when you're ready to buy new or used, visit True Car and you'll enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. All right, now I'm going to give you a challenge. Find a gift that is affordable, practical, and Instagram worthy. The top of that list is Quip, the electric toothbrush that looks like it was designed by Apple without the high tech price. Now, you brush your teeth twice a day for two minutes a day, but you actually do it full two minutes? Whether it's yes or no, whatever it is, you need Quip, the electric toothbrush that looks like it was designed by German engineers, an Apple, like a tech, high-tech, premium electric brush, but without the high price. And the new electric toothbrush that packs just the right amount of vibrations into an ultra-slim design. Quip comes with a mount that goes right on your mirror, fits seamlessly in your daily routine. It also offers an optional subscription plan, gives you new brush heads on a dentist-recommended three-month schedule for just $5. That includes shipping worldwide for free. And Quip is the ideal size for a gift if anyone on your list for holidays or birthdays. You can even include the automatic brush head deliveries for a year to ensure your gift keeps giving until the next holiday. Get Quip. Quip starts at just $25 right now when you go to getquip.com slash Drew, D-R-E-W, and you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That is your first refill free at getquip, Q-U-I-P, getquip.com slash Drew. Again, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Drew. Get Quip. Do it now. I, I'm you you. You brought up I, – I, somehow we've gotten into an area of deep concern for me, which is the, the black-white thinking and everyone has to be destroyed and their heads cut off. It's, it's This is what they did in, pre- pre- in France during the revolution. Everyone's all bad off with their head. Well, have then you, everyone cut off the heads. They're all now all bad off with their heads. Have you read So You've Been Publicly Shamed? I think I have. The John Ronson book. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. It, it's not just the media that does this, but it's us when we react to things in the media. So the yeah. media reports so-and-so cheated on their wife. So-and-so, you know – did something shady with their taxes. And we're like, you go away now. You go away forever. Right. And you must lose your job. That's, yeah. the, that's the that's the our version of cut their head off. Yeah. You must not work, which is for a middle-aged man is cut off his livelihood or woman. That's a that's well, fun, that's an extremely damaging thing. And we have no varying degrees of it, right? Well, that's so, my point. It's like, can't you just discipline these people? Can't, yeah. they, can't they or downgrade, downgrade their job? They have to go away and not work, period? Yeah. That That is – talk about hubris and aggression and narcissism and grandiosity. 
terrible. Right. There's a difference between Harvey Weinstein and somebody who said something stupid. And, and James Franco. Yeah. Who did a couple like mm, things. And it's like, those are different. Yeah. Uh, not that there sh- he shouldn't be held accountable. There shouldn't be a reaction. But that the reaction has to be the same for both. Well, and part of what social media has done is made us think that we're the ones that have to do it. Right, like no, no, the no. mob I think, has I think, to get I think, together no, I, and do it. It is mob. Yeah, it's mob action, and the mob wants to do it. Well, That's what mobs do. Right? No, no. It's really fun. Instead of going, hey, the people who work yeah, in this person's word you use, it's fun to hurt other people like that. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. The the that no, it's like Ugh. look, the people who work with this person, let them figure out what they're going to do here. If if we find out they're not doing it right, like may, okay, maybe, but like I think like I, one of the things I try to practice in my own life based on the floss, it's just having less opinions about shit that has nothing to do with me. I think that's a very viable thing to do. It's interesting that as it goes to the public shaming, so you've been shamed, um, I think Trump has inoculated people a little bit against that Yeah, in a weird way. He's part of the superpower of it's in, it's infecting his, his plasmid, yeah. whatever it is that keeps him insulated from the consequences, is infecting other people. because In a good way or a bad way? Uh, I wouldn't qualify it as good or bad. I, I would just say that in today's world, if you're not getting both good and bad, you don't exist in social media. Yeah, you're right. You, you, it, both are coming, and and it'll go one more one way or more or the other, or you're just not out there. Yeah. I mean, do you, is anybody at all good? Or yeah, no, I mean? that's a, like, that's a good point. You, yeah, I mean, I think on the one hand, you know, Trump, Trump, hopefully, Trump might create room. It's like, oh, people are complicated; they have histories. But if they can do the job, like, let's let them in. That would be the positive. Well, that's uh, that would take a while. Yeah, but that <laughs> would be not, like the positive. If that happens, well, let's do a pod on it in, yeah. in, in three or four years. Because yeah, that, that, yes, that would be positive. But I don't have a lot of faith that will happen. But I, in a weird way, I think one of the things we're actually seeing is that because Trump is so bulletproof and gets away with so much crap, that we're holding other people to a higher standard to make others feel better so it's like instead of despairing so it's worse instead of despairing that there's no justice in this world it's like let me put like um uh like billy bush yeah like why do we punish billy bush so hard part of it was collateral damage we, we knew we couldn't we knew we couldn't hold trump accountable yeah so let's go after the guy who listened wow like the, you know what i mean yes like, i think wait, you're the, right should we go after the bus driver too? Like, you know, like, like what? It, sure. He should have said something maybe, or it was sort of disturbing how he's laughing at this. You know, yeah. it's not a great tape, but like, I mean, he wasn't saying it. Why, why should Billy Bush take the weight and Trump, Trump gets to be president? Isn't that weird? It's crazy. But I think part of the reason we do that is to make ourselves feel like all is well in the world rather mm. than being like, man, shit's not fair. So, so where is this going? I'm always more interested in what this, how this is going to play out. I don't know. I don't. I, you know, I don't know. I think. I think one of the reasons I wanted to tell this story was like Gawker and this kind of media was this thing that everyone said there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. This is the technology. This is the trend. This is what the law says. This is how it is. So you're trying to inspire, and one of the ways in a twisted way, yeah, yeah. twisted way. You're trying to inspire. You're trying to. You're, you're and you're being provocative by saying maybe even a world with conspiracies wouldn't be so bad. Or, or it's like okay, let's say you think there's some other situation that's really bad. Let's say you say think Trump is bad, or let's say you think the NRA is bad, or you know any of these things. You know, maybe instead of like changing your Facebook photo or signing a petition, 
well, what would what would a powerful person do? You know, like what, what or if you would, enlisted the help of a powerful person? Yeah, or you teamed up with enough unpowerful people that you became powerful. Mm-hmm. What what could you do by joining your forces and being yeah, patient? But, but unfortunately, and deliberate. What, the, what we're doing is acting out in a mob. Yes, and that's anathema to this. Yeah, well, it's like we want to respond immediately. Like just we, the yeah, idea we want to of, do primitive response as opposed to really getting something done. Yeah, I mean, there's a saying, right? Revenge is a dish best served cold. I mean, that he waited. So they out him in 2007. Where, who said that? That's a saying. From the who? Rev- I don't know. We should find out. I don't know. But that's but, a that's a really popular saying. Really? Yeah. yeah, I've never heard it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's yeah. It's like yeah. the number one saying about okay. revenge. Okay, I, I don't. It's weird. I, I'm not a vengeful person. I probably don't pay attention to revenge. I'm not God. sure it's true, but uh, but it is a saying. Uh, but but that the idea that he waited from 2007 to 2011 before he even took his first concrete step in doing something. Yeah. To me, that is actually very inspiring, right? It's like, yeah. oh, I'm not going to react emotionally. I'm going to be deliberate. I'm going to wait. I'm going to find the best opportunity. You got to be really angry, though, to be <laughs> like, I'm going to get these guys watch one day. But aren't, people are really angry, but they think that they should express that right, anger primitive. verbally. Yeah, that's primitive. No, you have yeah. to have the anger, express it. Chris, do you have any questions? I hear you're, you're in here listening to us. I forgot you were there. Oh, no, don't worry about me. I, I, just, I just love listening to this. I mean, the whole the whole Gawker thing just feels like like I just learned the secret of a magic trick. All the sleight uh, yeah. of hand. I, I yes. saw it one way, and then I just went behind the curtain and saw yeah. everything you, you else. You need to read the book. It's called Conspiracy, Peter Thiel, Hulk Hogan, Gawker, and the Anatomy of Intrigue, Ryan Holiday. Do not – while you're at – do we have – can we put this up on the website, doctor.com? Absolutely, yeah. We, we must have ego as the enemy and obstacles, obstacles away there, so pick those two up is while you're doing it too. Trust me, I'm lying. I, you reissued it. And, yes. And uh, I, 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 that book just disturbs me every time I read it. I read it a couple of times. And – Yeah, I mean it's basically – Never more Russia, than now. It's basically Russia's media playbook. Well, I'm learning today that that's not Russia's playbook. That's every everybody's. That's, that's, that's every, every cyber com- warfare. It, but it, yeah. no, it's it's commercial enterprise yeah. playbook. It's sure every it's what it's what Facebook is, and we didn't know it. Yeah, that's what I'm learning, and I'm pissed now that Zuckerberg's not doing anything to go. I I think we had to do is is have two, three three moves. Okay. You think here are my three moves. All right. Acknowledge that the Facebook business is in order for you to get all these free services, I have to sell your data. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way sure. it goes. And that's what we do and that's yeah. how we make our living. Yeah. Now, if you don't want to if you want to sell your data and continue to get free services, we're gonna have you check a little box up here that you understand that's what what's happening. Yeah. And you can read all about it if you want. We'll put it up there. Or the other alternative is for nine ninety nine a month, I'll set up a set up a subscription Facebook where you don't have to sell your stuff. So the, the what's jo- wrong with that? The the joke is uh if if you're not paying for it, you're the product that's being sold. Yes, and and that's people. But, but, are, we, but we're being sold and sold and sold and sold and yeah. sold, and that's what we didn't realize. And we're being sold to propagandists. We're being sold to political organizations. We're being sold to commercial enterprises. We're being sold to Gawker. Probably they probably were pushing stuff through at one point, right? No, no, you're being sold to anyone who wants to influence you in any way, including Re- reach you. Really I, I would bad say actors. And did you? I just learned today. That YouTube, YouTube kids, they're being infiltrated by videos that start out. You hear about this? Yeah. They start out as the the video of Elsa and what's her name, yeah. and they end up like having sex and delivering a baby and all these horrible things. Horrible things. Heads are cut off. Yeah. And people are saying that that is the that's the Russians trying to un, undo our mental health. They're just by, trying, by doing that to nine year olds. I mean, the, I think the argument is okay. Look, 
to invade another country is very costly. Yes. A lot of people will die. Yeah. What if we can just fuck with their heads yes. and their political systems and their culture to such a degree that we don't even need to invade them because they're going to be such a mess that they can't do anything and they're much less powerful as a result? That's what. That's the system that we have. That's what's and, happening, Chris. Yeah, Look at the we're, horror we're in his face. Imploding. <laughs> we're, no, we're not yet imploding, but they're gonna. They're trying to get us there, and, and I, I. That's the part that, and and again, let's remind ourselves. This is these are the platforms that the mob is acting on, where these horrible actions are taking place. Yeah. So it's a, it's a toxic, horrible environment. I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do about it. I, I, I'm, I, mean, I just looked, think about we like. I look to you and Scott Adams as my clairvoyance <laughs> trying to figure out what the future holds. Well, think that we just have a system. It's like. Have I done Scott Adams on this podcast yet? No. Oh, we need to do that. Yeah. Set let's that up. Like, so. like if someone goes out and murders a bunch of people in a school shooting or the Austin bomber that just happened where I live, like the media is so trapped by its system that it can't not give them the publicity that yes. made them do what they were doing in Correct. the first place. It's a, it's a commercial enterprise. Yeah. And I remember years ago, I was watching a, a, when the Soviet Union was still with us. They were interviewing a journalist in Russia, and he just goes, look, in Russia, the media is a political enterprise. In yeah. your country, it's a commercial enterprise. Yeah. That's all. No yeah. different. Same thing. Right. So, like, whoa. Right. That it's, a, that it's a system, and we need to stop seeing it as a system that delivers us truth. Right. That yes. That's not what its obligation is. Maybe it was at one it's, point. Let, let me. But it's let not me I may state its obligation. What its obligation is even more starkly than you would. I would say, unfortunately, its obligation is to attract as many eyes as possible to maximize its revenue, so it fulfills its fiduciary responsibility to its stockholders. That's well, it. Sure. And more simply, so its job is to steal as much of the most precious resource that you have which is your time and attention. So its job is to, like, think about, when you used to, when you first started watching videos on YouTube, you watch a video and then it would end. Now what happens? It automatically starts playing another video, mm -hmm. right? A video that it thinks will suck you. So the, the smartest people in the world in terms of, like, programmers and yeah. behavioral, yep. Yep. Uh, you know, experts, they have developed algorithms and programs and, and tricks and tactics that oh are designed to steal as much of your attention as possible. When you go into a casino, you know that you know you're going to lose, and it's they're trying to trick you into losing as much as possible. But when and, you pull up Facebook or the New York Times, you don't necessarily have the same impression, but you probably should. Probably should. Yeah. You most assuredly must. Sure. To, no. 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 I, I'm just. Uh, it, you're I not saying they're quite hard. as bad, but yes. I, I, more no, if we're going to be good consumers of media, that's what we yeah. got to do. We got to be very skeptical about what we're seeing. And I, listen, all you have to do is have a story written about you, and you know how. I just the one that the the book review, a book review had you. He was had a narrative about you that was weird and skewed and was not you. Why the hell did he have to put that in there? Because he needed to tell a narrative, and that is disingenuous and bullshit, as far as I'm concerned. Review the goddamn book, asshole. That's that's uh, you know what I mean. I, I, I like it, but he, I get your point. Why you need to put why? I, I, no, no, and and look, that that was probably if, if there was something wrong with that's like very low on the. Yes, it was not a bad yeah. one. It was not there, bad as they go. Yeah, you but it was. Get, but it made you reminded can have your career me how ruined by by uh, someone through playing. innuendo yeah. and a narrative that's in their head yeah. that they are gonna slowly weave out to the reader without you even realize you're getting it. Talk about m modifying your mind and your well, thinking. I, I was quoted in the Times once, and I don't think the reporter did this maliciously, but I was quoted in the Times on this story on Stoicism, 
And I said, she said, well, why are you doing this? Like, why should we believe you? You have this marketing background. And you understand. Yeah. In that question is, you're a manipulative asshole. Yeah. Well, you must be doing something. You're up to something. What are you up to? That's what they're saying. So so I said, and this was a stupid line, because I, you never want a but in your line, because they can leave the part out. Yeah. But I said, you know, look, if, if I was shameless enough, I would be good enough to sell anything. Why would I pick a two thousand year old right. philosophy of self discipline? Right. right, like yes. of all the like I'd sell cryptocurrencies yes. or pornography so, so, sure, or something. something easy to sell. Right, and, and so you know the line in the story is like if you're shameless enough, you can sell anything, uh, which is the exact opposite of my meaning. And so I, you know, I have to. That, that is that, that is duplicitous and that is mean spirited and that is false and fake news. That is specifically the opposite of what you said. Right, of course. Not yeah. of course. No, no, of course. That, that, not of course. Exa- we must exactly, stop. We must stop exactly with the of course. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's good. I'm saying that's what it is. That's what, <laughs> that's it, what it. That's is. what it is. Yeah. Oh, I don't like the media. He's so cool with it. <laughs> he's cool with it. No, well, Ryan. He's just like yeah. All right, yeah you no, know, I know. And you heard Adam complain about this all the time. This is what he complains about. Yeah, every, everybody always writes things of it. about Adam with some sort of premonition, and like twist, and narrative. Yeah, yeah, and they and, manipulate. I, that that to me is not journalism. That is that is their narrative nonfiction. No, it's definitely not. Oh. Well, I, you got to go to a book sign. I do. Get out of here. <laughs> it's right. such a pleasure always. Uh, really good to see you. Let's Thank get you. together soon. Yeah, of course. And uh, I'll see you all next time. For calling times and topics, follow the show on Twitter at Dr. Drew Podcast. That's D-R-D-R-E-W Podcast. The music from today's episode can be found on the swinging sounds of the Dr. Drew Podcast, now available on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate the show. The Dr. Drew Podcast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana and Gary Smith. For more information, go to drdrew.com. All conversation and information exchanged during the participation in the Dr. Drew Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. Only. Do not confuse this with treatment or medical advice or direction. Nothing on these podcasts supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Although Dr. Drew is a licensed physician with specialty board certifications by the American Board of Internal Medicine and the American Board of Addiction Medicine, he is not functioning as a physician in this environment. The same applies to any professionals who may appear on the podcast or drdrew.com. Drew.com.